Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome into the Friday podcast here on mazeandbrew.com. I'm your host today, Anthony Broom, as it usually is. And a lot of times on Fridays, we've been doing the interview segments of the show, but we're going to do things a little bit differently today because earlier this week, I was present at Big Ten Media Day for basketball in Rosemont, Illinois. It's a pretty good few days. I went into Chicago early Tuesday night, was actually able to sneak in a showing of Hamilton, had not seen it. Lived up to the hype, enjoyed that quite a bit, but was able to spend Wednesday with the Big Ten coaches and players uh, for men's basketball and Michigan basketball with Jawan Howard here now with Isaiah Livers, Xavier Simpson, and John Teske there in Rosemont. We were able to get some one-on-one time with those guys, so uh, I do have audio of conversations with Jawan Howard, with Xavier Simpson, with Isaiah Livers that we'll play a little bit later on in the show. But before we get to that, uh, I have a few takeaways from from the event because I, I do think that while, yeah, a lot of it, especially the podium stuff, it is a lot of coach speak and, and things like that, I actually do think there were some interesting takeaways. I mean, it, as interesting as it can get, you know, on whenever this event was, October 2nd, you know, the first exhibition game is until November 1st. The first real game of the year is until November 5th when they play Appalachian State. Hopefully that goes much better for basketball than it did football uh, in 2007. Or 2007, yep. So a few takeaways here uh, before we get into the audio because it's going to be mostly audio from the event. But 
I do want to report back with my findings, and not just my findings. A lot of uh, good Michigan people were there uh, that we ran into on uh, Wednesday. The, the days this week are just blending together. But So right off the bat, Franz Wagner uh, has been kind of the most hyped guy throughout the offseason since he decided to pledge to Michigan, and I think it was June. So it was really officially Jawan Howard's first big get. I know he was con- uh, considering Michigan when John Beeline was still around, but this was, technically speaking, the first recruit that Jawan Howard was able to close the deal on and have him sign at Michigan. And honestly, guys, like the, the hype seems pretty legitimate right now. Um, you know, you look at what the, the comments that Jawan Howard made, talked about how if he was a U.S. recruit, probably has a skill set that would have made him a five-star prospect. Um, you know, Howard talked about as well how he could play multiple positions. He's a really good defender, a guy who is shooting the ball really well, a high IQ, tough, skilled. You'll hear some of that in Juwan's audio here in a bit, but um, oh, he's holding nothing back for, for a true freshman. Uh, and if anything that we take away from Juwan Howard um, in, in the media setting, I mean, he's a guy who's not going to hold back on praise for his players. I, and I think that maybe criticisms, I think, may be kept a little more in-house uh, with Juwan Howard, as opposed to John Beeline, was you know he would he'd tell you how it is and he'd he'd give it to you straight and you know good or bad and was never a guy that railroaded his players to the media or anything like that. But um, Juwan Howard is definitely a very positive guy and right now it seems like Franz Wagner, as far as he goes, I mean he there's a real chance he starts for this team and um, you know to say is he going to start at the two, three, four, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think that right now, I think they're about three or four practices in. The hype is real on him. And I think to a certain extent, because they're saying he plays defense so well, he might be ahead of where his brother was when he got to Michigan. But you know, Franz Wagner is going to play this year, and he's going to play a lot. And, and I walk away from media day you know, feeling like there's a real good chance that he winds up in the starting lineup. If, and if not... He's going to play a lot regardless. If he's ready to play, that's really the next step. I mean, he looks fine in practice, but how's he going to how's he going to look when you know you're playing teams with the other jerseys on? And I think, given that he was playing you know pro basketball or whatever it was over in Germany, I think he's going to be ready uh, you know for the Appalachian states and uh, you know those non conference teams. It's going to be more about how he develops in that first month or two of the season, you know, physically, mentally. To um, you know, because it's gonna get a little physical in, in the Big Ten, especially you play a team like Michigan State. You play a bunch of teams that you know want to bang around a little bit. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how he develops, and you know, you'll you'll hear that in Juwan's comments, and um, also Xavier Simpson, who yeah, uh, had a little bit of a I didn't have a mixtape to attach to it, but a little bit of a viral tweet on my end for um, Xavier Simpson poking fun at. Uh, Franz Wagner's ability to play defense and you know better than his brother. It was you know pretty interesting exchange. You'll hear the audio of that here as well. So next up, and this is probably a bigger deal for the big picture. Uh, what is Juwan Howard's philosophy going to be? And they're still kind of guarding that like the nuclear launch codes. And even he he said it as much himself. He said you know I'm not going to tell you how we're going to play, but positionless basketball is here and I got a few questions on Twitter throughout the day you know what is positionless basketball what does that mean uh, positionless basketball is kind of exactly what they say it is 
Um, you know, you have a guy like just say you have a guy like Franz Wagner, and I'm, and I'm not saying this is what his role is going to be, but you know, using him as an example, he's a six nine guy who, you know, in a traditional basketball sense, is probably someone you play at the three or you park at the three. Maybe he's a stretch four. I don't know, uh, but positionless basketball kind of dictates that a guy like that. You know, in any given lineup, yeah, he might be playing a five. You know, role, doing some things that are the role of a five, or you know, for your point guard, for example, like maybe he's not always the guy that's bringing the ball up the floor. It's really just a, it's a mix and match skill set type thing. Especially, you know, when you have guys that shoot as well from the wing as as these modern players do, your guy that plays the three or four is going to have to be able to guard the perimeter, but also guard inside. So. Um, you know, I think what we're going to see at Michigan is a lot less of a perimeter-based game. I think you're going to see more touches in the post. Uh, Isaiah Livers told me, told the media that um, you know, it looks like that they're going to work around John Teske a little bit more. Uh, Juwan Howard went as far to call him a stretch five, and it sounds like they're going to make an effort to get him the ball more in the post. And if you followed Juwan Howard's career at all or, or done any of the reading this offseason, this is a guy who has kind of his bread and butter in the NBA has been developing bigs. Like, you know, Hassan Whiteside is probably, um, you know, the the chef's kiss of, of what he's been able to do. Um, but when you look at the guys like, you know, John Teske, for as much as he's developed in the last three years under John Beeline, maybe he takes another step. And it looks like they're kind of, they're kind of going to need that to happen if they're going to be anything more than maybe the fourth or fifth team in this conference. So, um. Yeah, interesting about that positionless basketball. Um, how do the assistants fit into that? It sounds like. Let me make sure I have it right here. So Saudi Washington is kind of going to be the, for lack of a better term, the the Luke Yaklich of this team. Uh, in terms of an assistant that kind of just handles the defensive side of the ball, Howard Isley is going to be primarily focusing on the offense and then Phil Martelli uh, being referred to as the godfather by Juwan Howard is kind of coaching all of them uh, seeing as he's the guy on staff with with the head coaching experience and I think you're really going to see this year more than anything just how much Juwan Howard leans on Martelli for his experience for his guidance I mean this is a guy who you know for for as nervous as people are about his lack of experience and things like that this guy's been a sponge. He's worked with Nate McMillan uh, in Portland when he was a player. Worked with Eric Spolstra, who, you know, outside of, let's be honest, I mean, outside of Greg Popovich, is there a better coach in the NBA uh, longer than Eric Spolstra has been? I mean, it, you know, impressive there, too. Learned from him as a player. Learned from Pat Riley being in that heating organization. I know Juwan Howard's much older, but. You know, to be around greatness in terms of LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are, are experiences that he's obviously going to share with his players. Uh, he said as much. So, um, yeah, I think that the right staff is in place. And I think so far what we know about the philosophy, because let's be honest, I mean, when you look at his recruiting pitch, Juwan Howard, the best pitch that he has going for him is that he's worked in the NBA, he played in the NBA for a long time. Any kid that comes to Michigan or that considers him at Michigan knows that this is probably a guy that knows how to get me to the NBA. So I think in that you'll also see them play a, a style of basketball that maybe close, more closely reflects uh, what we're going to see in the NBA moving forward or what we're already seeing in the NBA. So 
I found that interesting again. We're not going to know what they look like until they play that first game. But like I said, I, I don't, uh, you know, I guess my only advice to you guys would be stop thinking in terms of, you know, so and so is a point guard or a two guard. Uh, Franz is a three or a four. Like, they're these these lineup combinations are going to be fun to watch. I think so. Um, that's what we're getting out of that in terms of guys who are sort of look like breakout players so far. Brandon Johns, you'll hear it in the interview with Juwan Howard getting a ton of praise for what he's brought to the table so far. Eli Brooks is another guy. Xavier Simpson's another guy. Isaiah Livers looks like he's primarily going to play the three, and, and he is noticeably uh, slimmer than he has been. Not not like in an unhealthy sense. Like He looks like he's ready to play on the wing, whereas you know, in John, Howard, or, uh, excuse me, in John Beeline's system, was a guy that was kind of playing the four and, and sometimes the five when they needed him to. So I found that interesting. Um... Other than that, yeah, I mean, we weren't going to get a whole lot of it. Uh, you'll hear, here's how it worked before I get into these interviews here. So I was one man there. I could do as much as I could, and I wanted to get enough of Joan Howard where we got kind of the meat and potatoes of what he was going to talk about and then you know, go spend time with some of the players because they had each Big Ten coach spoke at the podium for about uh, 10 minutes or less or so. And it was all pretty, you know, pretty formal, pretty, um, you know, you could tell Juwan was definitely coached uh, on some of his answers, especially the pay-for-play stuff, which we're not going to get into here. But, um, you know, I think that when you look at what he said in the roundtable discussion, which was, you know, members of the media sitting around a roundtable, it is what it says it is. I think he was a little more open, a little more comfortable in that setting. And then we had the players in that setting as well, which was more of a one-on-one type deal because uh, most everyone was kind of focused on Jawan Howard in that time. So we had about 50 minutes to talk to those guys. I think you're going to hear about about 20 from Jawan Howard. I'll put the timestamps in the uh, in the description of the show, and then you'll get a few minutes of uh, a conversation I had with Xavier Simpson and Isaiah Livers at the end. I wanted to keep it more of the one-on-one time I had with them. There were other questions. Uh, that other reporters had thrown in there, but they were sort of derivative of everything else that uh, we had sort of touched on. So uh, you'll hear that uh, coming up now. We're going to start with Juwan Howard. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting used to this yet? The media? <laughs> yeah, I've done this before. It's yeah. not my first rodeo. Yeah. yeah. It's my first rodeo here at Big Ten Media Day. And back in the past, I, I thought that like the Big Ten Media Day was like in downtown Chicago. Right. Yeah, but now I know it's here at Rosemont. Yeah. 
which is easier, obviously, you know, commute in and out. But I'm a Chicago guy, man. I'm South Side. West Side. See, that's a big walk. Which neighborhood is South Side? Well, two neighborhoods. 69th and Harper, and then uh, 95th and Princeton, right off, uh, right off the station. Yeah, so I grew up in both of them. Spent half my time on 69th Street. And then when I moved 10 years old, uh, we moved to 95th and Princeton. And then when I left for, for college, when I came back, my family moved away. So we all dispersed, my grandmother passed away. So we all dispersed in different areas of Chicago and, and this country. John, do you know Howard Moore very well? The Chicago yes, I do. Guy, your careers overlap. Howard Moore and I, uh, we played against one another in high school. And then we played against each other in the Big Ten. We played at Wisconsin and Southern Michigan. We've always kept a really close relationship. Howard became an assistant coach for Wisconsin, watched him from afar, cheering for him. Yeah, the head job at UIC. He's there, won his game, supporting him when they play against Green Bay. When I got the job here at the University of Michigan, Howard was one of the phone calls that I received to congratulate me and prepare me for this moment. We know what happened after that. What stands out about him? Excuse me? What stands out about him as a person? Well, I mean, he's a very giving person. Um, fun. Talk a lot of trash. <laughs> he's a Chicago guy, man. He has a big heart, man. He's tough. He's tough. What do you see from uh, Franz Wagner and you're like going on? Franz is talented. Franz is uh, a big, huge pickup for us. My opinion, if Franz lived in the U.S., he would be equivalent to like what today's players are rated as five star. He's that good, and to be almost six nine at a wing position, he has a high IQ. He's tough, skilled. He can put the ball on the floor, uh, create his own shot, and he's not afraid to dunk on it. And one thing that I did not mention, which I should have mentioned first, was he is an underrated defender. We all talk about his skill level offensively. The guy can defend. And he wants to defend. And that's the beauty of Franz. He's going to be a pro. I'm putting a lot of pressure on him. I'm sorry, but how I foresee it. I don't have all the answers, but I think he's going to be a good pro. How's he shooting the ball for you? Shooting the ball very well. Yeah. Now I hope that translates into game situations. Right. right now, we've just been practicing. But when we play, you know, non-conference games as well as Big Ten, you know, that's what I'm really going to need for us. <laughs> you know, I, I see what he can do in practice. He has a chance to be really, really good. What are you seeing from him? Do you see him grabbing one of those remaining spots? Can you, I'm sorry, can you speak up? Sorry. I got big ears, but I still I can't hear. <laughs> you see Franz uh, getting one of those remaining starting spots in Michigan? How do you uh, talk about it? Well, Franz will determine that. Uh, how he uh, continues to keep progressing in our practices and picking up our system. But he's giving himself a great chance. Xavier instead of a veteran point guard who's been around for a long time and so what that's like for a new coach needing so much from him this year. I wish we could have Xavier longer than one year. The kid is an excellent leader. Uh, he's 
great competitor. He's a winner. In practice, he wants to win every drill. In shooting, he wants to win every drill. And that was the type of guys that you wanted in the trenches with. He's a coach's dream. I know that he's a reflection of his staff. He's going to be a great coach someday. If he ever decides you want to get into coaching, he'll be a great coach. Has it been easy buying? Easy. Easy. One thing about me, I'm not hard to get along with. I also understand and respect players. I have, I once was a player. Mindset is very critical. Getting guys to buy in and trust you, but you have to earn that trust. So with, with Xavier, I think he sees that we are in his corner. He sees that his head coach supports him, wanting him to you know, succeed. It's great to have a guy like Xavier. Your name Jason? Jack? Oh, oh like you said, he. Uh, I'm getting old. I'm losing lose my eyesight. <laughs> my son named Jace. I'm like, is that a he? How much of Michigan State have you seen a guy like Cassius Winston before you were, I don't know, you're traveling in the NBA or not? But how much have you actually seen of them? And if you put together, like, think about a team you might have to beat in October, what would be the scout on them right now? On Michigan State? Yes. Well, I haven't. Right now, I'm on Illinois. I, I, I do this like, you know, in quarter order of our Big Ten schedule. I haven't gotten to Michigan State film yet. But all I can tell you this, Cassius will be close someday. I was shocked that he didn't put his name in the draft. And now that I'm the head coach of Michigan, I wish he would have left and went to the draft. Because <laughs> the kid is a problem. I seen a little bit of the three games that they played Michigan in, and then also saw his run in the tournament. And he knows how to play. And he's only playing on the next level. Jawan, you had about a month out before opening night. Would you rather have another two or three weeks to get to know these guys, or are you ready to see what you have on the floor? We still have time. We still have time to to. Uh, you know, to get more practices under our belt. We have uh, 30 days away for 29 if you want to count. count. I'm not counting. <laughs> to continue to keep building our team identity, offensively and defensively. With the time that we have, I'm utilizing the best way possible to get our guys ready. We're going to see. I mean, they're ready to play. But I'm not ready for them to play yet. <laughs> what have you seen from Brandon? Practice and practice. Each practice, we get better and better. And I, I love what I see. What have you seen from Brandon Johns, and, and where do you want to see more from him? Well, Brandon, you know, the kid has a beautiful shot. Athletic. He's uh, skill-wise, he's uh, still having tapped all the way into you know, what he has. Once he figured that part out, whoa, I mean, this kid is interesting. And that's the beauty of like working with Brandon and many others like Brandon, is that uh, when I talk to him, when we're in practice, great eye contact, he trusts to see that I want him and I'm gonna do whatever I can to help him get better. Uh, he knows that he has an opportunity to play. Uh, we're gonna lean on him. He can be one of those stretch fours that, you know, and be able to guard at two, three, four, and five. He has that ability. 
uh, now just basically just picking up the concept, learning the terminology. But he's going to be good. You said previously about him, like, you don't want him to worry about last year. You know, whatever happened, you know, right. where do you see him in turning that page and maybe kind of resetting or restarting his, his clock a little bit? I'm going to keep working with him, developing him, and breeding more and more confidence in him. Because the kid's got a beautiful shot to be at that size and that athletic ability. And he's strong. He don't know how strong he is. So it, it's... He's an interesting, uh, he's very interesting. You know, playing against the Franz every day in practice, competing against Isaiah Livers, that's just going to help his skill level you know, rise even more. They challenge one another each and every day in practice. And I'm making sure that. Yeah. You're going at him. Sorry? You're going at him? Well, I'm holding him accountable and I'm teaching him, <laughs> but the guys that he's competing against in practice, they're going to make each other better. Isaiah Livers, Brandon. And then you know you want to throw a guy like um, like uh, Adrian, who's quicker. You know, a guy like Cole, who's who's a very you know crafty. Those guys getting a chance to play against each other is like helping one another get better. Are coaches like you got in a tough spot in terms of the likeness endorsement issue? Because we know what the company line is. We heard Jim Delaney. What's the company line? The company line is rent. Company line is that they see this akin to pay for play, and they obviously don't want pay for play. But I assume coaches want to get everything they can for players. Are you in a tricky spot? How do you how do you fall on this? This is no company line, fellas. I said it to you earlier. I think no, I think it was Jeff. You were there. I really don't know what's happening right now with this game. Had a chance to really like read about it, dive all the way in, and get to know what's happening with this new transition. Um, yes, I was once one of these kids who are playing on the collegiate level, but now I'm coaching. Here's the key word: coaching. I've been so caught up into our guys and what we're trying to build as a team. My head is still spinning with all the other things that I'm managing. Making sure they're going to class and there's nothing that they're falling behind in in class. Um, I'm also locked in on like recruiting. I haven't signed a player yet. I haven't gotten a guy to commit. I haven't had a chance to really even think about that. And so I come today at the media day and I'm like, they're going to think I'm BSing. <laughs> I really don't know what is happening. But I will. I'm going to do my homework. And yeah. I understand, and I heard this, that's going three way, three years away. That's right. 2023 for California. That means the NCAA and all these states theoretically have time to figure out a plan. Okay. I trust our AD. You got time. Coach Ward <laughs> Manual. Yeah. Uh, how he's going to vote and his decision yeah. moving forward. Yeah. We'll figure it out. When you were a student athlete, did you feel like it was fair enough, the deal, or did you feel like you were not getting as much as you all deserved considering how much you were bringing in? Well, I'll tell you this. My my family and how I grew up, we couldn't afford a junior college. I got someone, and I don't know who that person is. Hopefully I get to meet them someday. Pay for my scholarship. Free ride at the University of Michigan. 
and I got scholarship offers to other universities. I am forever debt to those people, whoever spent money for my scholarship. That right there was a game changer for my life. I'm very appreciative. Uh, free ride and knowing how much I know how much college costs. Yep. Paying for my daughter Sky, who went to Syracuse at Newhouse. You know, it's not it's not cheap at all. Coach, we often hear about Kobe Bryant and Martin mentality. Obviously, you coach with the Miami Heat. Is there anything that you relate to your players that you learn from the work habits of LeBron James and Dwayne Wade? Yes, I will share some of those stories. Anytime they want to ask, I'm an open book policy right here. I will share how LeBron James had the best pregame routine, one of the best work ethics, a guy who invests in his body the way LeBron does, a guy that loves basketball and passionate about the game. Like, watching that and seeing it every day, this guy said, my locker was here, LeBron said, right here, that was his locker. I didn't run over there and make that my locker. Eric Spolstra, he's very crafty. When I signed with the Heat, like, we, we try to pick our lockers. I picked my locker away, away from LeBron because I knew many guys like you would be always swarming <laughs> his locker. So I had the vet move ready, down pat. So we come back from this training camp uh, on Army Base. It was in uh, Fort Meade in Alabama. That was our first training camp. We get back to the uh, facility, and here in the locker room, I'm like, okay, I'm walking to that locker, and my nameplate was not there. I'm like, damn, where's my locker? I look over, and I'm like... Right there next to LeBron. I said, ah, oh, I see where this is going. But getting back on track to what LeBron's work at, I'm going to share that with my players. Because it's important that you have to, if you really want to play this game, you're really serious about this game, it's important for you to start really learning how to invest in yourself. Um, and, and figuring out, like, what do you want to get out of this game? Because a guy like LeBron, like, yes, he was blessed with the talent, but he also worked at he had an amazing work ethic. He worked at being one of the best, in my opinion, the best basketball players today in today's game. What have you seen from uh, Eli Brooks, some rumblings about him? Eli, man. Wow. That kid right there, now I understand why he played his freshman year. Because he gets it. He is a basketball mind. He picks up things so quick. You have to tell him one time, and his IQ, he transitioned, and, and he can tra he can apply it quickly. Now, we all learn differently. There are some guys that are visual people. You know, you may have to show it on film for, for them to really understand. But Eli, when you shoot the basketball, he's very super crafty with the basketball, getting into the paint, whether he's making a play for himself or for others. He's competitive. He's, some would say he's undersized, but I think that's what really like makes him edgy because he's been counted as being small at his position. But I look at Eli as being a combo guard. You mentioned uh, a little earlier about recruiting. You haven't signed someone yet. So what's been the biggest transition in recruiting coming from the NBA to an NCAA environment? I've been one of those really new. I've adapted to the new generation of uh, texting, and so a lot. 
and, but I also had to like get out of my comfort zone and be more of a communicator and talk, talk on the phone, like how I grew up. Like early on, I, I grew up and I was dating a girl, but you had to go on the phone and you had to talk to her, and you had to sell yourself. And you had to sometimes, like when you call her, her parents may answer the phone. You have to like be respectful and you know introduce yourself to the parents. So then, when you're on the phone with a girl and you start dating her, at times, you know, you'd be on the phone for like 40 minutes to an hour, and you'd be like, no, you hang up. No, 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 I, I, I'm hang up. No, no, you hang up. <laughs> now I have to get back into that. Communicating, talking on the phone. Uh, there's guys today at this age group does not want to talk on the phone. They prefer texting. Some hold a good conversation. That's the part of the recruiting that uh, has, has been... Uh, challenging part of it. And then the other part of the recruiting has been challenging is you know, there are a lot of different layers. You have to talk to the head coach on the AU team. You have to talk to the handlers. You have to talk to uh, possibly you know, a sibling. But keep in mind, I, I didn't mention the high school coach first. Talking to the parents, the high school coach now is coming last. When I was in high school, the high school coach played a major role in recruiting. It's, it's gotten away from the high school coaches. It's more towards the AU coaches now. How much are you having to go into your, what you like as when you were being recruited, trying to think about that? Is that what you're also trying to get the mindset of? I have dived into like what I would want to hear if I was a recruit. You know what? Especially a new guy like myself who hasn't been a head coach and they haven't seen us play before, really don't know me and been a part of the NBA. You know that, that has been like you know. Challenging, but it's also been, you know, embracing too. I've been embracing that challenge. How, you know, what the kids will want to know by, you know, from a new coach, what my style of play would be like. With that pod, the Black Sox that helps a, bit, a little bit. A, a big uh, thing. We expect to see that again this season from the team. You get a mandate that at one point, everyone with the Black Sox. We're like this. I don't wear white socks in practice. <laughs> All I wear is black socks. I don't know, like, you know, what the guys want to do. Wherever they want to do, it's their team. They get the shoes. I have my time. My, my time is over. It's about them. Everyone talks about you know, this idea of positionless basketball, and I think people have different definitions of it. You said back in 2003 that you felt players with positions were limited. That idea limited Where did that thought come from? Like, well, how long have you kind of been thinking about this in a different way? Positionless basketball. I felt like that was early to be talking that way. Well, the game has evolved. And um, one thing about this game, you can either stick to your habit, old habits, or you can adapt. I'm one of those that want to adapt and not die. <laughs> I want to get ahead. Uh, I'm, a, I'm always that out-of-box type of thinking type individual. Uh, I'm not saying I, I'm an inventor, but I want to put our guys in positions where I can utilize their strengths. Now, everyone can't be a positionless type individual. Some guys are a natural five. You can shoot the ball like Teske, you may be a stretch five. And that actually is going to elevate your, uh, I would say, uh, your stock uh, on our team and also 
looking forward to the future because you want to play on the next level. The game and where, how it's trending, um, and now college, I'm seeing it too, is that now you'll see three men playing the five position, the small ball. You may see a four man who's traditionally a four, maybe playing five sometimes. Or you may see two smaller perimeters playing on the basketball court at the same time. And that makes you more dynamic because you have two guys that you can run pick and rolls with, whether they're on the first side of the ball or they're on the second situation on the other side. Um, I'm not going to tell you how we're going to play, <laughs> but positionless basketball is here. And uh, if you don't, you're not catching along with it. And I see our players today, like, bigs are shooting threes. You see bigs are handling the ball more. It's not like how when I first came in the game where you were five, five men, you stay on the block. You are uh, two, you know, you can only shoot. You can't handle the ball. You can't bring the ball up the court. Only point guards can. All right, good stuff there from Jawan Howard. Next up, we will get into our conversation with Xavier Simpson. It's only a few minutes here, so bear with us. Good. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a different senior year for you. Uh, not as you envisioned with Coach Beeline being gone, but now with Jawan Howard, it's kind of, uh, you know, not only are you trying to go out with a bang, but you're a guy who's going to be one of the guys that sets the foundation for what the program can be under and after your thought. So how do you feel about that so far? I feel good. I feel blessed to, to be able to have the opportunity to play for Coach Howard. I'm grateful for the opportunity. And hopefully I can just do the most I can to proceed his program, to see what he wants to accomplish on his wing. We, a lot of people, uh, you have a stigma for not being like totally an offensive guy. You know, you are a distributor of the ball, but you guys lost a lot of guys that kind of are capable of creating their own offense last year. Uh, so how, what are some of the improvements to your game that you made over the summer? I made some improved offense. I'm just trying to become better, become more of a sport. That's what I'm going to have to do this year with my team. And hopefully I can just have fun with it. Hopefully it can bring us to win. It's a real play. No problem. What have you seen out of some of the other guards, like like David Julius, like Eli Brooks, like uh, even a guy like Adrian who didn't play a lot last year, who might be relied to do a little bit more this year, but what sort of progress have you seen from those guys early on? I see a lot of progress in them. I feel like they can definitely help us. I feel like it'll be good for them. I feel like they have lots to showcase. And they'll surprise a lot of people with the talent that they bring and what they bring to the game. What do you think about Franz so far? you think he's a guy that might be capable of playing a little bit of the two? Yeah, I definitely think Franz will be capable of playing the two. Um, he can pretty much play all the positions. I'm a very versatile player. He can do a lot of things. How is he different from his brother? Like maybe even just play defense. Set he plays defense. Defense. That's the first thing. He plays defense. Yeah. Great defense. So personality-wise, skill set-wise, other than that, personality is like it's the same. Literally the same. Both extremely competitive. Uh, both, yeah, extremely competitive. So how, what's been, like, in terms of the tempo of the practices, how have those sort of been different, maybe different this year than maybe what you're used to in the past? Uh, the tempo has definitely been, been um, the pace has picked up a little bit more. Um, so I'm excited to see how, how it relates to the game and what else it brings to the table. Players that you think might be ready to break out this year, outside of who we've talked about already, some of the guys like Brandon Johns. Brandon Johns will be the Brandon Johns definitely be the breakout player this year, about the athleticism that he brings, um, the IQ that he brings, um, the shooting ability that he brings, the ability to open up the floor, and the ball handling skills that he's been working on that he's going to. Bring. 
Thanks, Xavier. No problem. Good stuff from Xavier Simpson. Appreciated the the time and, and the quote on Franz, how he compares to Mo Wagner. We'll close this out here now with a brief conversation I had with Isaiah Livers, which sort of started and spun out of a conversation he was having with another reporter about uh, Juwan Howard and how he feels about uh, the passion that he's already bringing to the program. Does it help you guys sort of, does it ease the transition a bit seeing how much he does love the University of Michigan and yeah. kind of sort of extra motivation? Especially when, especially being a guy that's played at this level. Yeah. He's been through this, he knows what, he knows what college players are going through. <laughs> It's just very trustworthy because, I mean, anybody would trust someone who's obviously been in the same shoes as you have, and I had the same goals that he had. He wanted to go play at the next level, and he wanted to do something with his college degree, and I'm looking to do both of those. So it's just kind of like a blessing in disguise as a game as a coach. He's got a presence about him. He does. He, ha- he has that great vibe that uh, you want he has that relationship with all his players. Doesn't leave anybody out. He's just, and he loves being in practice. He loves getting better. He loves two-way players. He was just speaking my language at that meeting. I can't lie. I was like, oh yeah. Uh, he's, he's getting me excited. So, so what have you seen? Like, what is I guess the biggest difference between a John Beeline practice and a Jawan Howard practice? I know it's early, but Coach uh, Beeline's more of a. Let's get, uh, more of a, let's get these fundamental work in. Like a technician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Howard's more, let's talk about it. You know, Coach, Coach Beeline wanted to do the fundamentals at high speed, you know, technician type stuff, like you said, guru. But uh, Coach Howard was more, uh, let's get the structure down first, and then tomorrow we can go at it 100%. Yeah. You know, so he's kind of slow it down. Yeah, just, just a little bit, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, Juwan kind of has a... Uh, got a sort of a reputation for developing some of the big men, you know, guys in the NBA. Yeah. Um, what have you seen his work with a guy like Teske so far, Brandon Johns, or Colin Cassidy? Yeah, monster. Yeah. Him, Colin, Terry Folds, Austin Davis, even Brandon. Mm-hmm. I sometimes get over there and try to bang with the big guys, but... Uh, <laughs> It's not his job anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I have to, to help that guy out over there. But he's actually, I've noticed a difference in his post game. He has a lot more patience. And he looks pretty promising. I mean, last year, he didn't get to do a lot of, he didn't get a lot of post touches. Yeah. Coach Howard really is implementing that. He had to get a ball to the big man. Yeah. Like, have to. He's, he's too good not to get the ball. So. I feel like that's going to be sort of a emphasis for you guys, seeing as that you lost so much on the wing from last year. Yeah. Oh, you're asking me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that is because you lose, lose that, minute, that much talent. I mean, we still have talent. People don't really know how promising they're going to be because they're young. They have no experience. But people last year knew a little bit about Jordan. They knew Iggy was a five-star. They just offensive scoring phenom. Charles Matthews, Charles Matthews, scoring various amount of ways. People really don't know how we're going to score, and I think we can use that to our advantage. Cool. All right, thanks, Isaiah. Thank you. See you around. All right, that's going to do it here for me on Friday. Again, thanks to Juwan Howard. Thanks to the Michigan players. Thanks to the Big Ten for having us out at Big Ten Media Days in Rosemont. Uh, big football game tomorrow, Michigan versus Iowa. We will have your post-game coverage of that show uh, shortly after the game, probably a few hours or so after the game. Uh, but other than that, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. 
Follow the website at Maze and Brew. Just find us. We're Maze and Brew on every, pretty much every social media uh, channel you can find. So find us there. Like us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to Maze and Brew Podcast. Anywhere you get your shows, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, we're there. We're on all of them. So leave a review, leave a reply. Even if it's not a review, uh, reach out with some feedback. We always like to hear from you guys. So, again, thanks for listening. A little bit of a different basketball flair today. We'll be back tomorrow with football.